0: Welcome to the Realities of College Recruiting Podcast, where our team of former college coaches, players, and MLB scouts tackle the most critical college recruiting topics. With guests including college coaches, MLB pro scouts, and industry insiders, we will empower you with the tips and strategies needed to gain an advantage in your college recruiting process. The Sports Force Podcast is powered by our partner, 5-Tool Baseball. Okay, let's start the show.
1: All right, everybody, we are back Welcome to our Sports Force Baseball Twitter space. Uh, today, we're our topic, and we're going to be covering social media in recruiting. My name is Brian Pugh, and I am a recruiting advisor with Sports Force Baseball. I'll give you a brief background on myself. Uh, I am a former Division I student athlete uh, at the University of Maine and went on uh, after graduation started teaching and coaching, uh, and then got into coaching full-time. Uh, so I've spent the last 20 years in a college dugout as an assistant coach, Division III head coach, uh, and the last 10 years were as an assistant coach and recruiting coordinator at the Division One level. Um, and I joined on with Sports Force back in the winter. Uh, we do have a couple of panelists from the company as well, uh, some of our new advisors, and I'll give them uh, a chance to introduce themselves here in just a second uh, and also give you give everybody uh, a brief you know 30 second bio um, about themselves so that everybody's aware we are recording this we certainly appreciate you taking the time middle of the day here on the east coast and bright and early over on the west coast to join us Uh, but as i said this is being recorded so if you have to hop off or Um, If you know someone that wasn't able to join, this will be recorded and available um, uh, soon after we finish up with uh, our hour-long discussion today. So let me go ahead and introduce our other panelists. I'm going to start with uh, Coach Jesse Katz, and I'm going to give Jesse just a couple 30 seconds to introduce himself, um, give a little bit of his background. So Jesse, go right ahead.
2: Yeah. Hi, everybody. Uh, My name is Jesse Katz. As Brian said, Um, I've been coaching at the collegiate level for the last seven years. Uh, Most recently, I just finished. uh, I was the pitching coach and recruiting coordinator at Minot State University Division two program in North Dakota. Um, Prior to that, I've spent five years at the NAIA level and now I'm uh, helping out sports force. You know, excited to answer some questions for everyone today.
1: Awesome, man. Thanks, Jesse. We're happy to have you on board and, um, both, both of our panelists here today. This is, uh, this is the first time for Jesse that he has been on, uh, one of our Twitter spaces and the next gentleman that I'll let introduce himself, coach Matt Kelly. This is the second one that he's been on first one as a panelist. So Matt, why don't you go ahead and say hi to everybody and, uh, introduce yourself.
3: Yeah. Thank you, Brian. What's going on, everybody. Uh, like you said, my name is coach Matt Kelly, um, new advisor at sports force. Um, so excited to uh, to have a platform to kind of share uh, my experience, my knowledge in in baseball and recruiting specifically. Uh, a little background on myself: I was a, a high school head coach up in Minnesota for a few years, uh, then moved down to North Carolina to coach Division One baseball at the University of North Carolina Asheville, uh, and then most recently was a director of baseball and a head coach at a post grad academy down here. Uh, outside of Charlotte, where I'm now based out of. So, like I said, excited to have this opportunity to, to help educate those of you who are looking to get recruited and play at the next level. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm aw- it's awesome that we have this space, um, quite literally a Twitter space for all of you to hear from uh, people like myself, like Coach Katz, uh, Coach Pew, who have this experience on both sides as athletes and coaches. Um, so you guys can kind of get a feel for how this works. Um, so I'm excited about what Sports Force is doing and specifically our space here today.
1: Awesome, man, no doubt, no doubt. And as, uh, as Matt alluded to, um, from a company standpoint, yes, we do partner with a select number of student athletes and families uh, every year to help them navigate the recruiting process. We have a very systematic um, and successful approach to doing that. Uh, but our other mission is to help educate uh, the public. We think that uh, this is a very, recruiting in general, is a very broad topic. And uh, surprisingly enough, there there's a, a great number of families and, and student athletes, prospective student athletes, um, that do need some guidance or, and are looking for some help. So any opportunity like this where they have an op where there's a chance to hear from former college coaches and in some of our other spaces and master classes, we have current college coaches that are on there as well. Um, it's a great opportunity for everyone just to, to educate themselves. So that being said, I want to jump into <clears throat> excuse me, I want to jump into the topic here uh, today and we'll start with just a brief overview of the things that we're going to discuss. One, we're going to discuss how social media is impacting college recruiting uh, at this time. Two, we'll get into why college coaches are using social media to assist uh, in recruiting and how they're doing that. We'll cover some. Uh, we'll cover a little bit about general guidelines for maintaining various social media accounts that you, as a player or as a parent um, or any listener, may have, um, in order to present yourself in the best light. Um, and then we'll also break down some of the three more predominant social media platforms right now and the relevance that they have in the world of college baseball recruiting. Along with that, um, we will take questions throughout the next hour. Uh, So if you come up with a question, feel free to use the sports force DM, the the Twitter DM. Um, You can use my DM as well. Um, my Twitter handle, I'm operating out of the Sports Force account today, but obviously my personal um, Twitter handle was listed on the uh, the invitation and, and the, the posting for the space. I'll be monitoring both of those accounts. Um, and then feel free also to to DM um, Coach Katz and Coach Kelly as well. So we're, we're happy to take questions um, at the same time. So we're going to start, and we're going to start with uh, basically a history of how – a brief and recent history of how social media has really become a major player in the world of college recruiting and what it goes back to is it goes back to the onset of the pandemic and certainly i think that there's a lot of things just in the world in general everybody looks at pre pandemic and post pandemic but what really happened was when the the pandemic set in Division One coaches immediately went into a, a dead period, and they stayed in a dead period for nearly 18 months. Dead period, meaning they were not allowed to leave campus uh, to go out and actively recruit, nor were they allowed to have any on-campus activities with prospective student athletes and families such as unofficial visits or official visits, um, even camps. So it was a completely dead period. That being said, Recruiting still needed to take place. Um, Once everybody came to grips with the fact that, hey, there's still amateur baseball being played and travel baseball being played, those coaches at the travel level, the American Legion levels, um, even some of the uh, companies such as Prep Baseball Report, um, Prospect Select, uh, Perfect Game, they got very savvy very quickly and they started live streaming some of their events. Um, Some, they charge a subscription to college coaches. um, Others were free for college coaches. I mean, the same thing goes for tournaments at various um, locations. They started offering more and more live streaming so that coaches could see players play in some shape and form. Along with that, we started noticing that more and more organizations but also more and more high school athletes in particular began building their social media brand and taking advantage of the platform that they had to do self-promotion with putting little clips up from the previous weekend or the previous week or maybe putting their whole recruiting video uh, on on their platform of choice. And it did allow coaches to evaluate, or at least get a glimpse of what the ability level of a young man, uh, looked like. Um, they also, um, again, being savvy, they started taking screenshots of stuff like rap reports, uh, TrackMan reports, et cetera, et cetera, and posting those as well. So, um, whether it be from the guidance of, um, coaches, um, at the, at the travel level, the high school level, so on and so forth, um, the parents, Um, or just watching what other student athletes were doing at the time, more and more uh, athletes started to use social media as a platform. Um, Since then, it has um, really taken off. um, And it has become a very powerful tool in the recruiting process. Uh, For those who um, are less familiar with the Division one recruiting rules. Um, at the Division one level, an institution can only have three certified recruiters that may leave campus and go out and evaluate student athletes. And when you think about the sheer number of um, events, tournaments, so on and so forth that go on throughout the country, especially in the summer, um, it's impossible for them to get everywhere that they need to be. So they are now using social media even more. Um, to keep track of the players that they're interested in, that may be playing at a different venue than where they uh, might be actively recruiting that day, that weekend, that week. Um, so it has become a very powerful tool. Um, at the at the other levels, as you get down to Division Two, II, Division Three, there are more that are allowed to go out and recruit, but still, it's impossible to cover everything and physically be everywhere that you need to be simultaneously as a college coach. So along with that, it has opened up yet another form of communication, especially when uh, you consider uh, Twitter as the platform, because with the ability to follow coaches and coaches to follow student athletes, um, there is the ability provided they are within the, uh, the contact window from their graduation year status, their, their academic status. Um, there is the ability for coaches to exchange direct messages with players and vice versa. Um, so social media and the use of social media, as I said, has become very powerful in the world of college recruiting. Um, and it's a good thing, I think, um, because it really, it, there's a lot more um, exposure for young men that that are looking for an opportunity to to go out there and play um, and looking for the right fit moving on um, so why are college coaches using social media to assist in recruiting you know that's that's another that's another area that we want to hit on here today and i'm actually going to turn the mic over to coach kelly and let him talk a little bit about that um, with the ability for, for Coach Katz, for Jesse and myself to weigh in. So, Coach Kelly, fire away.
3: Yeah, thanks, Brian. Um, so I think the key word um, that, that Brian said in that last question, right, why college coaches are using social media to assist in recruiting. I think assist is a very key word there. Um, I can promise you there is not a college coach or recruiting coordinator in the country that is using social media to replace recruiting, right? Uh, it's, it's a very valuable tool in the process, but there is no coach at any level who is just sitting on their couch, scrolling through Twitter and filling a roster that way. Um, so keep in mind that social media is very important, um, but it is not the only thing. You still have other responsibilities um, and coaches are out watching, right? And you've heard before that, um, you know, coaches are always watching whether you see them or not. That is very true. Uh, and and coaches will show up to watch your, your pregame infield outfield, your pregame routine, and leave before the game starts. They might have your stats. They, they may have seen your swing. They may have seen you pitch before. They want to see how you handle these other things, right? So nothing is going to truly replace a coach coming to watch you play. Uh, but social media has become – a very big piece of the puzzle, so to speak. Um, and so it's, it's important to remember that. So, you know, we talk about why they're using it. What, what role does this tool play in the recruiting process? Well, number one, it's a very easy way for them to see the, to get an introduction to you, really, to see your metrics, your data, um, all the important information, right? Are you putting the right things um, on your social media pages, whether it's your Instagram, your Twitter, whatever it is, uh, putting the right things on there is very important. So these coaches can see that along with your video, right? Uh, seeing video of, of a player is a good way to catch a coach's eye, right? There's think of how many people um, are even just listening to the space right now um, and are in your similar situation and how many people are not listening to the space who are in your situation who are, are tweeting out videos or posting videos or stat lines. Um, it's, it's a very broad net. And so it's it's a place for college coaches to notice you uh, and, and get seen in video and then do a little bit deeper dive. And then, uh, you know, there there may be a few instances. And like uh, like Brian talked about a little bit, um, you know, especially in covid, there were recruiting coordinators had to take some chances on some guys without seeing them play live. Um, outside of that, you know, it, it really is going to be, um, you know, they're going to want to come see you play. Um, so we cast that wide with our metrics, our data, our video, our stats, whatever it is. But beyond that, they can get a feel for who you are as a person, as a teammate, as, you know, outside of just a baseball player. Um, and so they can, they can get a feel for now they can't tell, but they can get a feel for your character, um, who you are based on your activity on social media, right? Not just the video that you're posting, um, of you, hitting or pitching, uh, but they can get a feel for what you're like outside of, uh, outside of the baseball field. Right. Awesome. And, yeah. And, and, do they, do they see that you're supporting your teammates? Right. Do, are, are you, are you on social media actively enough to say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm proud of my teammate for how he performed today
1: or a commitment he just made, right. They can get a feel for that stuff as well. Awesome. Awesome. Jesse, anything that you would like to add in there as far as why coaches are using it? I mean, you've used it at the Division II level. Um, why? Anything that you'd like to add there uh, quickly?
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the biggest thing for me, I've recruited at, at smaller colleges and universities. I think the biggest thing for me is it opens me up to potentially a, a group of players, a group of student athletes that I've never seen before and I would never have access to. And so for me, um, you know, I'm not spending all my day scrolling Twitter, but I'm spending a lot of time scrolling Twitter and and coming across um, prospects that I that I would never have known about just because the budgets don't allow us to necessarily go to that part of the country to to recruit. Um no and I doubt. think the same speaks for for a lot of schools across the country that don't necessarily have those those really nice recruiting budgets. It just it just allows them an opportunity to to have access to to players they they would never have access to.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and I think it works in reverse also. Um, One of the things that that we talk about with potential clients and and clients that we work with is there are so many schools that are out there, um, and it's very easy to notice the schools that you just saw in in the CWS or the ones that, based based on our topic today, um, are very active on social media and and they're posting. It's very easy to see those schools and, and learn about those schools, but there is and there are a lot of schools that might potentially be a great fit for a young man and a great fit for their family that they've never even heard of. Um, so it, it works in reverse as well. So it's definitely a, a two-sided, two-sided, uh, advantage and a two-sided uh, process, no doubt. Um, okay. Awesome. Um, I did have a, a question, uh, that has come in and, and just so that everybody knows as questions come in, Um, We'll read the question and and address the question, but we will not um, identify who asked the question. So if it's yours, just know that we we answered it. Um, Some people might ask the same same question. So you never know if it was yours or the other person's, but they're similar. So um, the first question that came through was, what is the preferred social media platform for college coaches? And that's a that's a fantastic question. Um, and the next topic or the next point that, that we're going to discuss is the three main. Um, but why don't we um, kind of use that as a segue? And um, Coach Kelly, why don't you, uh, why don't you jump in and, and quickly weigh in on this as far as what your thoughts are regarding which platform is the most popular for college coaches and the most beneficial for college coaches?
3: Sure. Sure. So um, a big part of, of what I did in my previous job was um, was helping players with their social media platforms and, and helping them get noticed in that way. Um, you know, there we, we've kind of mentioned that that magic number of three. Um, you know, we, we found that the most useful platform for recruiting is Twitter. And that's just kind of the nature of. Um, you know, how it's set up and how user friendly it is and, and what a coach can gather off of that specific platform. That's not to say that there are not other platforms that can be useful in this process. Uh, and the big three we're, we're kind of talking about here, obviously, Twitter, like we said, is the biggest one. Uh, Instagram definitely has its place. Um, and another one that's, that's kind of a, a dark horse right now is TikTok. And the reason I say dark horse is because it's not so much uh, that it's all that helpful in the recruiting process. There are not that many college coaches searching for players or prospects um, on TikTok. The reason we bring that up is uh, kind of the, the, so to speak, negative consequences that can come from that. Um, TikTok is by no means a negative platform in any way. Um, However, that is the area that we have seen players almost kind of get themselves into trouble uh, unnecessarily. And so uh that's that's another thing to keep in mind in this social media space is it's not just how how it can help you there's a little bit of how it can hurt you as well and being mindful of that
1: awesome and and like i said great segue into the next point um which was going to be you know basically a breakdown of the three most popular platforms as social media stands right now and uh matt you hit on tiktok um and Um, you know, the, the drawbacks versus the benefits of TikTok. The one thing that I would add in there with that um, is that not all college coaches are on TikTok. College coaches are very cognizant. And for lack of a better term, they're very protective of, as far as their activity on social media, what, what players, parents, even administrators can find, because if, if there's one slip up, it can be extremely, extremely detrimental to um, their position, their family, their, their life, so on and so forth. So they're very cautious about um, what they post, what, what uh, platforms they use. Um, Jesse, why don't you talk about and and give us some insight on, on Instagram and what you see is the benefits, the uh, maybe some drawbacks of Instagram as it pertains to recruiting.
2: For sure. Yeah. So, you know, at the previous schools that I've been at, we used Instagram, Frequently, um, you know, a lot of it for we're posting about what we do and and promotions that way, but also to follow you know our recruits and it's not necessarily as much to watch their videos. Yes, I know there are some videos on there and it, it's really helpful for that, but more so it's to kind of dive deeper into the into the character side of it. I think you know we do uh, you know a deep dive on Instagram you know, on anybody we're talking to just to kind of go through their profiles and, and see, you know, what they do in their free time. Is it, is it positive? Is it negative? Is it something that's going to um, shed a positive light on our program? Is it something that's going to shed a negative light on our program? So for us, Instagram wasn't necessarily as much to find the baseball talent as much as it is to find everything else about um, about the recruit, just because I think Instagram is so prevalent in that um, in that environment.
1: Absolutely, great points, outstanding points. Um, and, and I'll go. I'll run through Twitter. Um, and and obviously, um, if you, I mean, you're on a Twitter space right now. It's through the Sports Force account. All of our uh, advisors, we all work through through Twitter and and have links to evaluations and so on and so forth um, that are on our our bios. Um, Twitter is our preferred platform. Uh, the reason that it's our preferred platform is. Um, it's because it's so instant and, and quite honestly, um, things that we tweet out as a company, things that we tweet out, um, individually as advisors, it is so instant, but we have so many followers that all of that information goes out to. Um, and you can look at the sports force account, any of our accounts, and you can see the things that, that we're tweeting out. Um, myself, I do a lot of educational things with regards to, um, posts that the NCA Eligibility Center puts out, and I retweet those because they're valuable from a knowledge standpoint and educational standpoint. Um, you know, I, there was some stuff that I did during the College World Series um, with you know some different sound bites and so on and so forth, and and you know, so it's it's about education, it's about growing the game, um, but it's a that's probably the most powerful uh, platform for college coaches as well um just because of the sheer content and i kind of look at it as you know twitter is almost more like a from an individual standpoint and a recruiting standpoint that's kind of like the business side of of recruiting like you're putting video on there you're putting updated metrics on there things like that um you're able to communicate um potentially with college coaches when you get to instagram um you know that's great for sharing with you know a whole bunch of other people that that may not be recruiters, um, so on and so forth. And then, and then TikTok talk is kind of the, the fun, um, just, I, I hate to use this word, but it's the truth, like the fun, silly side of things, um, and, and the more personal side of things, um, you know, Facebook, um, is, is what it is. Um, it's not our preferred platform. And with the, uh, with the clients that we have, it's, it's not the platform that we look to beef up their, uh, their, uh, resume, but their, their brand, um, but there is stuff that goes out on Facebook. And with all due respect, I think parents spend a little bit more time on Facebook than student athletes do. Um, and that again is, is more of a personal connection, um, with friends that, you know, you went to high school with, um, and in college with and things like that. So, um, that's just a little bit more for, in my opinion of a personal, um, platform. Um, okay. Before we, uh, move on, to, uh, you know, the next uh, topic, the next point that, that we want to talk about. Um, did want to go back and, and mention again that, you know, as a company, you know, what we do um, is we work with a select group of, of players and families each year to help them navigate the recruiting process. Um, if you are interested in finding out whether or not we would potentially be a fit for each other. And if you need, if you're looking for guidance and assistance in your recruitment, um, feel free on the top of the Sports Force uh, page, as well as on the top of my personal page, there is a link that you can click on um, to request a a free evaluation um, where we'll look at some metrics and grades and um, some video if that's available um, and and start to uh, potentially have conversation about a potential partnership, um, for those that are looking for assistance. So, um, it'll take you to a web form that you fill out and then it, um, it goes to either myself, um, or it goes into, you know, the, the sports force, um, group and, and, um, would be, you know, assigned to an advisor. So if that's something that, uh, that you're interested in, um, certainly you can, you can click on that, that free eval, uh, link in the bios, um, and it'll take you right there, uh, for you to fill that out. Um, okay. Another question came in and um, let me let me go back and make sure that I'm reading this um, the correct way. And all three of us can chime in on this, guys. Um, what what would be an example of a red flag when you're looking at a player's social media? Um, Jesse, why don't you lead us off with this? Just give, give us one example of maybe something you've seen um, as you've gone through a recruits or a prospective student athletes, um, one of their platforms that would be a red flag for you.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, I think the easiest one to, to point out is if if they're extremely vocal, um, opinionated and, and in a negative way, I think that's probably one that I would see the most. But then um kinda of like the you know, the basics, you know, if you're you underage at a at a party um, that you shouldn't be at, doing something you shouldn't be doing, I think those are um, you know, those are kind of those instant red flags that it's like this this kid might not fit the culture of the program um, that this college has. And so for, for me and for, you know, when I've been doing it, um, it's just scrolling through and kind of, you know, getting a, a glimpse into what they're doing in their free time. Awesome. Matt, go back to your time at combine Academy
1: where you were helping, uh, players facilitate their recruitment. And, um, you know, what did, what did you, kind of, of advise them, guide them towards staying away from uh, one or two things that you guided them towards staying away from, because you also have the the perspective of, yes, there was recruiting that went on the combine Academy. Cause so why don't you, why don't you hit on, on that kind of from both sides?
3: Yeah. So I, I think, you know, when you say red flag, the number one thing I think of is spamming, right? Are, are you, are you overdoing it on social media? And that's, that's kind of a fine line to walk Um, but are you, are you tagging the right accounts, right? Are you, um, just kind of, you got a base hit in a game and you tweet out the video and you're, you're tagging every account you can think of related to baseball, uh, or you're tweeting out, you know, every pitch has its own video and you're tweeting out 50 videos a day. Um, and so it's kind of, that, that gives us a little hint of like, all right, is this, is this player overbearing? Right. Um, and believe it or not, um, there is, it, it does happen once in a while where a parent quite clearly controls their their son's twitter page their instagram whatever it is and you know you get mom or dad tweeting out on your behalf uh thinking they're helping and you know it's a lot of times it doesn't happen that way and that's not the fault of anybody um it's just kind of we can see through that as coaches um you know so just being honest is important um being honest about who you are and, and putting things into your own words but like i said um, you know, the the over tweeting, the over posting and, and spamming and tagging the right accounts versus the wrong accounts is very important
1: as well. Awesome. No, that's that's great stuff, too. Um, no doubt about it. And I, I would venture to say that at some point um, somebody was thinking about asking the question as far as who should I tag um, in my in my tweets, and I think a lot of uh, just so that everybody, in case you hadn't picked up on it before, I think that a lot of our conversation here today and what you'll hear us talking about is is kind of Twitter specific, as I mentioned, because that's our preferred platform within the company, and that's what we do the most. That's what we do the majority of you know our work through, um, as well as you know what we advise our clients um, as far as how they you know use social media um, as as clients. So. Um, yeah I, I would agree with that and I think that probably if there were if there were two kind of Givens that as you post a video uh, especially video maybe not necessarily metrics but especially video um, if there were two accounts that you were going to uh, try to tag i would I would say that you know the flatground app and it's at flatground app and then at flatground bats um, for the simple fact that so many college coaches follow those two accounts as well, so when something goes in there and and gets like it and gets it automatically goes into into their feed. Um, I I think every coach is a little bit different when it comes to the perception of you know if Johnny Smith um, and if there's a Johnny Smith on on the space right now. I'm actually not referring to you. I'm just picking random names. Um, if Johnny Smith, you know, tweets out, went four for six this weekend, here's clips of all six hit or all four hits. Um, and then there's eight or nine coaches tagged in there. Not all eight or nine, like want to be grouped in with everybody else. Um, sometimes, especially when you are in a situation where you follow that specific coach and that coach, you know, follows you that opens up the avenue for direct message. So rather than tag that specific coach, maybe you take the opportunity to, to actually send that as a DM to them, just on, and it creates, it's more of a personal touch as opposed to the mass, um, approach to things. Um, so that's, uh, that's my two, uh, cents on that. Um, okay. So we've talked about the the three most popular uh, platforms now being Instagram, TikTok and Twitter. We've also talked about why college coaches are using media, uh, excuse me, social media uh, to assist them in the recruiting process um, and, and just kind of talked about the evolution of social media in recruiting and. Um, Let's talk a little bit about some just some general guidelines for maintaining your accounts, um, whether you have one or whether you have three or four. Um, let, let's talk about the, the maintenance of those accounts and um, and how you go about making sure that that they're clean, because that's one of the biggest uh, things is making sure that they're clean. Uh, and as I say, clean, meaning they're appropriate. So um, Matt, why don't you start off with that and, and just talk a little bit about um, maybe some general guidelines um, that, that you know, you think would be beneficial for our listeners to hear.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's maintenance of your account is just that, right? It's, it's maintenance. It's making sure it's like Brian said, quote unquote, clean. Um, it's consistent. Um, you know, it's, we don't want to see somebody moody, right. When it's like, you know, you had a bad day at the plate, we can clearly tell that you're upset about it and you're, you're almost kind of taking that out on your social media channels versus when you have a good day, uh, it comes off as, as bragging or something like that. Um, you know, the other, the other kind of point here is like Brian said, whether you have one account or, or three or four, uh, that doesn't just mean one Twitter account, one Instagram, one TikTok, whatever um, it's, it's not necessarily a bad idea to keep, uh, to keep your accounts separate, right? If, if you're very active on social media, that is by no means a bad thing. Uh, and a conversation that, that I've had a few different times is, um, you know, you might be very opinionated on, let's say you're a St. Louis Cardinals fan, and you're watching the Cardinals game, and and the closer blows another game, and, and you tweet about that. That's not, that's not a bad thing. You know, that's totally fine. Uh, but, when your account kind of gets spammed with that and you have 15 tweets that i have to scroll through before i can kind of see you know what i'm looking for as a recruiter it might not be a bad idea to have one account that is for something like that and for your personal opinions and and things that you just like to follow and then having a separate account dedicated to your recruiting process uh having a separate account that just is like hey Uh, here's what I am, here's what I can do here, my video, my metrics, and here's what I'm looking for. And you can use that one to DM coaches and, and whatever that is. So not necessarily required. Um, If if you're less active on social media, um, that's, it's totally fine to keep everything into one. Um, Coaches realize that your whole life isn't just baseball, right? You might be a, a two sport athlete, you might be into something that has nothing to do with sports. And that's fine. That's what that's that's what makes us human, right? Uh, so it's not like, hey, you know, this this guy liked the skateboarding video, and you know, so he's not committed to baseball. It's nothing like that, right? We understand, uh, and we, being coaches, understand that your whole life doesn't have to just be baseball. Another thing to be mindful of in, in that same arena is um, most platforms you can see what somebody likes, right? So um, if you're if you're liking um, a lot of different content. Uh, No matter what that is, uh, might be a good idea to to keep that separate, whether that be political statements or, um, you know, anything that would that could fall outside the realm of here's what we're looking for as a college program. Uh, So keeping keeping that in mind that it's it's not necessarily a bad thing to keep your account separate um, if you are more active on social
1: media great points great points and yeah i you know i think that just to piggyback off of what you were saying there matt and and jesse i'll give you a chance here in just a second to weigh in uh as well but i think that that a couple of the points that matt made with regards to being cognizant of who you follow what you follow um also who you allow to to follow you um i think that you need to be very aware of that. And I'll use myself as an example. Um, as families, as prospective student athletes um, have followed me both as a, a coach or let's just say people in general have followed me both as a college coach and now in this role as a recruiting advisor, everything for me is not an automatic follow back. Um, I do go and look in my notifications and go Case by case, account by account, um, I can tell at least from the little bio that shows up if it's somebody that I should follow back or want to follow back because there's there's certain things that show up in the bio where I go, yeah, th- no problem, no question, I'm going to follow this. But if there are some follows that I get where perhaps there's no profile picture, um, perhaps there's no bio that comes through. Um, where I will go, I will click on that account and I will scroll through their feed and their timeline just to get an idea of what type of person it is that is following me and whether or not I'm going to follow them back. Um, and with that, there have been follows where I have actually gone in and blocked that person um, just because I have wanted to avoid the chance that somehow my account could get hacked, compromised. Um, So going back to my point a few minutes ago about how cautious and cognizant college coaches are about who they follow. um, I think that that's, that's an illustration um, of, of that. Um, Jesse, anything you want to weigh in
2: on there? I mean, I think you guys hit the nail on the head there. I think for me, um, it's the awareness of, of what you're retweeting and what you're liking. And, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, people think that, you know, if I didn't say it, then it, then it really isn't on me, but at the same time liked it, or you retweeted it in that scene, then you are, you are advocating for that as well. And so for, for me, it's, it's the awareness of the followers. It's the awareness of the likes. It's awareness of the retweets almost as much. It is the awareness of what you're, what you're putting out there yourself. So I think you guys hit the nail on the head with that.
1: Yeah, I think it's almost one of those, like that old cliche that is like, be careful about who you pick as your friends. Like, you you, you know, be very aware of who you keep as your friends. Um, because while it might seem great on the surface, uh, once you dig in, um, it, it could be less than a healthy relationship and a healthy friendship for you. So um, just be very cognizant um, of, of things. Um, had another question that uh, that came in. And that is Um, coach, I followed, uh, I followed a few schools and I haven't, they have not followed me back. Does that mean that they're not interested? Um, and what should I do? Great question. Um, Jesse, do you want to go first on
2: this? For sure. Yeah. So, you know, just because a coach doesn't follow you back or a program doesn't follow you back, doesn't mean that they're not interested in you. Just like, you know, Brian said a a minute ago we're monitoring our followers and who we follow. Um, I think following programs and following individual coaches is a phenomenal way to learn about schools that you might not know a lot about. If you go through the Twitter page of the, the program you're going to learn not only you know how they did results-wise, but you're going to learn about what they do. Um, you're going to watch hype videos and you're going to watch practice videos and hear interviews, and then you go to the coaches page and you're going to learn about what they believe in, whether it be on the pitching side or the hitting side, um, what they what technology they use. So I don't think there's a you know there's a negative to not being followed back. I don't think that means that they're not interested in you, but I do think utilizing that as a way to learn about the school that you might have interested in and, and maybe you go through their Twitter page, a school that you dreamt of going to, you see what they do and you're like, this, this isn't a fit for me. Um, that's a good thing too. So for me, I think following those schools and learning about what they can do is a, is, a, is an awesome tool that Twitter allows.
1: No doubt. And, and one thing that has really come into influence here, uh, I would say in the last two to three years is um, some schools, they have multiple accounts, They'll have uh, just to pick one. I'm in I'm in Northern Virginia um, here, so I'm going to pick one that that you know a a school. I'll I'll just say there's a school nearby that had a very good year this year, had a really good run, um, and ended up ranking the top 25. That's all I'll say. But they have multiple accounts. They have the account that is the school's baseball account, and then. There's some other uh, accounts that they have that are linked to the baseball program. They have one that is, you know, school name recruiting. Um, So they have a separate Twitter um, profile that is uh, dedicated to recruiting. Um, Each of the individual coaches has their own um, handle, obviously. Um, And then, you know, one of the coaches has a, a handle, that is specific to what he coaches and what he teaches. So there's there's schools that have a lot of different ways to, as Jesse said, learn about the program, um, learn about philosophies. Um, and they do a great job too a lot. most schools do a great job too of getting information out there as it relates to the academics uh, that their and the academic success that their student athletes and their teammates are, I'm sorry, uh, that their uh, their their school, their players, um, even their, their athletic department are um, achieving, you know, putting out their semester GPAs, year long GPAs, um, scholar athlete awards, so on and so forth. So um, it does give some insight, as, as Jesse said, with regards to um, just the values of of the program um, and and you know, what they do, how they do it and the success uh, successes that they have. Um, so, um, great question there. Um, but yeah, like Jesse said, I wouldn't be worried if they don't follow you back immediately. Um, especially right now, like college coaches are busy right now, man, they're out on the road, they're recruiting. Um, they're seeing probably other coaches more than they're seeing their own families. They're in hotels, they're driving from field to field. Um, There's a lot that's going on, um, with them right now. Um, so yeah, Matt, anything you want to weigh in on there?
3: Not necessarily. I just think it's it's important to note, like you said, um, they're so busy. College coaches are so busy and they get a lot of requests. Right. They get a lot of emails. They get a lot of followers. They get a lot of messages. Uh, it's hard to keep up with sometimes. Right. And and, and just being honest from a, a former college coach perspective. And I'm sure you two would agree with that. Um, sometimes your inbox has 100 things a day. And it's it's quite honestly impossible to keep up with, especially. Uh, immediately, right? If, if you don't get an answer within 24 hours, that doesn't mean that they don't want you. That doesn't mean that they, that you're not a good fit. Also, doesn't mean that you are a good fit. Uh, but it's it's there's less weight in that than you might think there is.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Let's um, let's dive into some more questions. I want I want to check in with you guys, Matt Jesse. Has has there been any questions that have come across your individual DMs that uh, that you want to get out there and and we want to talk about?
3: Yeah. The only one I had, uh, come through was somebody wanted to know if, if they should be messaging coaches, um, that they want to talk to, especially if they do follow them or if they should be waiting to reach out. Um, and so I, 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 I would like to hear your thoughts on that, Brian As uh, well, I guess both of you as, as former recruiting coordinators, just kind of your thoughts on, you know, do you want coaches or players reaching out to you as a coach or would you rather kind of, you know, find them, have them get your attention and you reach out to them?
1: Yeah, I think that that's an, uh, to each their own sort of approach when it comes to the college coaches. Um, one of the things that they have to consider that especially Division One coaches have to consider is they do have guidelines and rules as far as what type of contact, when, as it pertains to the recruiting process and, and the timeline. And, and that's something that for the families that are interested in partnering that we feel are good fits, we do cover that as far as. Um, And we do some of that in in some of our master classes as well. But what is the recruiting time frame? What are the recruiting rules as it pertains to um, when coaches can contact you and how they can contact you? Certainly, there's a a great resource out there, uh, which is um, the NCAA um, and the Eligibility Center, where you can do your own research and find out what the contact rules are at the different levels and, and at different time points during the year. Um, but they have to be very careful and mindful about when they are contacting uh, or replying to someone uh, through DM. They probably go do their research, find out grad year, what I know they go do their research, find out grad year, and that can dictate exactly what they're able to do or unable to do, if that makes sense. Um, some coaches don't, partic- don't particularly um, like to communicate through, through direct message, through Twitter, Um, If you DM them, they they may they'll they'll probably go look at your profile and scroll through, try to find some video and and see if it's somebody that they want to follow up with or that that they put on a list to follow up with when that contact time is appropriate and permissible. Jesse, what about you?
2: Yeah, no, I kind of think you you agree with exactly what you just said there. I think a nice personalized DM is, is really effective. I don't like, I think if it's a, uh, one of those masks, like you could tell he's DM'd, you know, every coach that, that will allow him to, to DM him. I think that that's a huge, you know, red flag as we spoke of earlier, but if it's a, if it's a nice, you know, personalized message, I think it draws me to, uh, to look at his profile a little bit deeper. Um, you know, being at, being at a smaller schools, I think it's nice when somebody reaches out to you to express interest in your program. Um, you know, I, I think it, it might, I can't speak for division ones. It might be a little bit different there, but at a smaller level, um, if, if, uh, if an athlete reaches out to express interest and it's a very personalized message, I think it, I think it goes a long way.
1: Absolutely. I, I actually think that as protective and, and, um, we'll call it sensitive as some coaches are to, uh, working through and messaging through social media, um it actually might be the fastest way uh to get a hold of them if uh if it's possible because i think the thing and know the thing that college coaches are even more protective of is giving out their personal cell phone number um that is that's one of those items that is saved for you know recruits that they they are going to get involved with um so that there's the ability to call and text so um a good dm um is is certainly appropriate. A personal DM is certainly appropriate. Uh, but like I said, you know, be mindful that there might be restrictions on whether or not they are allowed to uh, respond. Um, but also, that just might not be something they're comfortable doing. Um, they may be a little bit less unfamiliar, and they just they just use Twitter to scroll through and and you know look at videos and, and open some eyes and, and use it as a window into into the player's ability. Um, and, and also, uh, some, you know, what their life is like and what their characters like, um, Matt, have you had any questions that have come through?
2: Nope. That was the only one I had.
1: I'm sorry. I meant Jesse. Jesse, have you had any questions come through? I have
2: have not had any questions come through
1: yet. Okay. No problem. Um, I've got a couple more that have come through here. Um, before I get to those. Uh, for those, uh, for people and listeners that had joined maybe a few minutes after we had gotten started, just wanted to kind of uh, let everybody know where they are. You're in on on the Sports Force Baseball Twitter space where we're talking about social media in recruiting. Uh, my name's Brian Pugh. Um, I'm a recruiting advisor at Sports Force Baseball, former Division I college coach. We've also got Coach Jesse Katz and Matt Kelly, uh, both recruiting advisors with Sports Force With uh, Coach Katz, uh, a former um, college coach, and uh, Coach Kelly, um, having worked at um, a post grad um, uh, facility, the Combine Academy in North Carolina. Um, Again, we're talking about social media and the power of social media in recruiting here. Um, I wanted to remind everybody that, um, you know, we do accept and and are uh, constantly evaluating potential clients. Um, there's a couple ways that you can get in touch with us to, to find out if you are a potential fit for us and we would be a fit for you. Um, one, you can uh, click on the eval, uh, link that's in the sports force, uh, profile, uh, up in the, uh, the bio, you can do the same on my bio. Um, we also, um, are offering a new service um, which is a consultation, uh, the Complete College Recruiting Consultation. Um, I'm the only advisor that's offering that right now. Um, and what that entails is a 45 to 60-minute Zoom meeting where we meet and go over your current recruiting status. Um, we do some um, evaluation as far as your athleticism and skill set based on, on some video and metrics that are provided and available. Um, and then we evaluate what your current recruiting plan is, um, and ways that maybe you can uh, be a more effective, um, we'll call it communicator or uh, self promoter. Um, So those are available. Also, Um, the best way if that's something that you're interested in exploring is to send me a DM and I'm able to send you a link to my calendar um, where you can schedule that if if you would like to and if you're interested in doing that. Um, so let's get back to a couple uh, more questions here uh, because we are uh, coming up on about the 10 minute mark that we have remaining. Um, and I do appreciate everybody that uh, that has been sending in questions. Um, let's see. Um, the next question that um, that I uh, got. It, it's kind of like the first one um, that, that we talked about with, with red flags. Um, and so I'm not going to get too deep into that. But it was a specific question. Um, and I'm just going to answer. I'm not going to read the question this time. I'm just going to answer it by saying, yes, um, college coaches are savvy. And also administrators are savvy. And if you have a separate account that may not be kind of your name, um, we'll call it a burner account, um, they are savvy enough to be able to find you um, because a lot of times there's similar followers or the same followers, um, so they can find you. So if you have a separate account, my advice for you would be be upfront with who you are and you can put a little personal message in there. Um, You see this with a lot of people my thoughts are my own or whatever it might be. Um, you know, so just, just be careful with those separate accounts because coaches can find you and they do find you. Um, the next question that I got, um, is, is it sounds like it's wanted to be uh, a little bit of a validation and we'll do that. The question that I got is coach Pew. I've heard stories about recruits, in other sports who have had scholarship offers taken away from them or have been kicked off of a team due to uh, their posts in social media? Is there any validity to this? Um, The answer is yes. The answer is yes. I'm going to leave it at that right now. I'm going to let Matt chime in on this first. Um, I'll bring up the rear if needed, but the answer is yes. But go ahead, Matt.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, like you said, the short answer is yes. Um, it's basically what, what Brian is kind of alluding to, or, or, uh, you know, whoever it was that, that asked the question, um, you know, can, can you get in trouble for something that you would even consider to be minor, um, after you've committed somewhere? Uh, and yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you see it, you know, more or less go viral once in a while. Um, but even, even the more minor things that, that you don't really hear about. Right. Um, Uh, You get a, a soccer player commits to a certain school and then a month later, you know, a video that somebody tagged them in. They don't even have to post the video. They got tagged in something on a social media platform that they rarely use, but their account still exists of them doing something they weren't supposed to be doing. Um, coaches, administrators, schools, somebody will find that. Somebody will see that. And yes, it has happened where they, they pull scholarship offers. They pull even a preferred walk-on offer um, because, you know, quite honestly, schools are, yes, they want to win games and they want people who are going to be physically talented enough to win them games, but they want people of high character to avoid off-field problems. So yeah, there, you know, the, there is validity, validity to that. That does happen. Um, so just being mindful of, you know, like we talked about earlier, it's not so much, you know, only what you're doing in your recruiting profiles, but what are you doing outside of that? And who who are you controlling as BP? Who are your friends? Who are your followers? You know, who are you connected to that could put you in a spot that you don't want to be in?
1: Absolutely. Jesse, anything you want to throw in there? I think you might still be on mute, my man. or else maybe we lost Jesse for, for a couple minutes, which is okay. We'll see if we can get him back um, here in the last five minutes. Um, you know, want to um, reiterate the fact that as much as we are here to assist families through the recruiting process with those that we partner with, um, we are also here. We are also here to educate. Um, I'll get to you in just a second, Jesse. We're here to educate. We're here to share our knowledge here to share our experience and, um, to try and and help give some guidance as far as the recruiting process goes uh, because it can be very overwhelming Uh, it can be very frustrating at times Um, so we are here to educate um, and we're here to share and one of the things that is important for us is that what we share when applicable gets shared uh, by those who hear uh, from us and and find value in what we do Um, one thing that, that we'll put out there for everybody um, is uh, we want you to share this with people that you know that th- could benefit. And for those, once the space uh, is over and uh, it, the recording is available, if you, if you retweet the, uh, the space where every, all of your followers can see it and can click on it and listen to it, um, we will um, circle back with a uh, PDF, or I'm sorry, a tutorial on the best practices with regards to how to shoot video. Um, So like I said, if you retweet this once the recording's available, um, we will uh, send you um, a uh, a tutorial on how to, the best practices for shooting video and and making your recruiting videos. Um, So I wanted to throw that out there as well. We're coming up on the hour. Um, Gonna kind of start to wrap things up here. Uh, coach Kelly, any closing, I'm, I'm sorry, let me go back to Jesse because we lost him for a second. Um, going back to the last point, um, Jesse, what did you want to add in there?
2: Oh, you know, I, no, I was good. I just, uh, again, I was getting lost in some service, I guess, but no, I'm good. I agree with what you guys said on that. So
1: awesome. Awesome. Um, real quick here at the, at the end, um, I'm going to, uh, our CEO and founder, um, Andrew Beinbrink is listening. I want to check with him and see if he might be available for 30 seconds just to say hi. Um, and, uh, if there's anything that he would like to add in there as well, I just invited him uh, as a speaker. Um, and, um, we'll see if he has a few seconds to join us. Um, but, um, yeah, going back, coach Kelly, anything that you'd like to add in kind of wrapping up here?
3: Um, you know, nothing that we haven't really covered. I think if I were to summarize it, it would be it's it's a very broad statement. I know that, but be smart, be mindful about what your your social media profiles have, right it's it can be kind of a chess game to know um, what to put on your tweets when you're you know trying to tweet out your baseball stuff. but the other half, probably more than half of it is, the non-baseball side of it uh the character stuff the whatever that may be i think just being smart about it being mindful uh and making sure that you are putting yourself in a position to be seen and be successful um you know use it to help you don't let it hurt you i guess is the best advice i have for that um i know that's broad uh, but you know we're, we're doing what we can here to to help educate so Uh, Like coach Pugh said, retweet this, right? Uh, Take something you've learned today and and share it with teammates, share it with coaches, whatever. Um, Our goal is to to educate the public and help, you know, connect recruits to their, their right college program.
1: Awesome. Jesse, any last thoughts from you?
2: Yeah, I think Twitter is a, it's an awesome space to, to learn more. Um, There's, so much information out there whether it be mechanical or mental game or obviously recruiting but um there's so much information out there and so use twitter as as a way to continue to learn and grow um as a baseball player
1: absolutely great point there because yes there's a lot of there's a lot of content that's uh, directed towards player development as well. So uh, take advantage of those opportunities. And if it's something that that you think can help improve your game, why not give it a shot and, and see if it actually does that? Um, you know, the last things for me, uh, we talked about this a couple times. Um, we are here to to help uh, for those families that are, are qualified and are a good fit for us. So if you're interested in in connecting with one of our advisors, um, feel free to fill out the uh, the online evaluation form that is at the top of both the sports Force uh, account and my account. Um, and also if the uh, complete college recruiting evaluation is something that you are interested in, shoot me a DM, and I can send you a link to my calendar um, where we can look to get that scheduled. Um, it's a 45 minute to an hour meeting where we just kind of look at what's going on with you recruiting right now and, um, and do some evaluation of you as well as a player.
0: So that being said, boys and girls. Um, yeah. Pew. Yes. Brian, Coach I'll, I'll Bindbrink,
1: w- Hi, welcome.
0: <laughs> I'll, weigh, I'll weigh in really quickly. I only caught like the last 10, 15 minutes of this, but this sounds like it's been awesome. Um, and I'll just weigh in on one final point, And that is, um, if you're a parent, if you're an athlete, or you're a coach, um, I think one of the one of the most difficult parts of just this player development process and taking your game to the highest level is continually getting objective, honest, data driven feedback on where you are right now um, and how other colleges or professional teams evaluate you, so you have just a very clear understanding of what needs improvement, what is your strength, and then what your timeline is to make your dreams and opportunities come true. Um, Everybody who's playing the game um, of baseball, or any sport that is, the window is getting smaller and smaller as the game evolves, meaning I played professionally after going to Arizona State. Um, My window, you know, to move up from, you know, The high school recruiting, you know, process to then get drafted um, or to sign, you know, with Arizona State, my window was getting smaller and smaller as I was going through my high school years. And I think everybody feels that anxiety of how competitive the process is. Um, and that, although can be a good driver, it often becomes something that I feel is not as necessary if you get clarity on what metrics you need to get to, what size, strength, speed, what grades or transcript you need to get to, to open up and unlock certain college opportunities. And I think one of our passions as an organization is making sure that we really clarify how you as an athlete can get from where you are, which might be under-recruited, unknown, and no college interest at all to getting On the right track with the right schools at the right time and understand what that looks like to make that, you know, reality possible. And for parents, I feel for you because everybody's coming at you trying to get into your bank account and trying to sell you on something. And yes, we're a business. Yes, we're a company that we have to charge for what we do. Um, However, where you put your time and your money is really important. And whether you get an evaluation or consultation with us, or you get it from your club coach, your high school coach, I highly recommend you have someone or you get a honest data-driven evaluation um, on where you, where are you exactly right now? Because that's going to determine what camps showcases, what training equipment, what training services or lessons or private coaching you need it helps bake the you know it's like the recipe that you need you know to bake the right um you know pie for you know for, for your goals um and <laughs> and so it is to that point and i think this process can feel very elusive um if you don't understand the recipe uh to get the results that you want and so i just wanted to make that home cuz that is also, something that we're super passionate about, and we just we did just launch that complete college recruiting consultation. It's one hundred ninety nine dollars. I don't know if Brian uh, Coach Pew mentioned it, but it's a small drop in the bucket to get clarity on what you need to do, where you are, and why um, in this process. And you've spent that you know that money ten times you know already probably this summer playing in tournaments and showcases. So. Um, anyway, and this is just one of the topics that we're passionate about. And the final thing that I'll share is social media done right can be a game changer. Social media done wrong can be a dream crusher. So, and, and doing it wrong doesn't just mean, you know, posting you, you know, drinking, you know, at a high school party with red Dixie cups and playing beer pong. Uh, You know, it could just mean that you're tagging coaches, you're doing things that put you in a bad light um relative to the recruiting process so um you know just like anything if you do it right you get you get rewarded and you get results that come faster and easier and better um you know than if you're taking the wrong approach so that's all I got guys um look forward to hearing some of the the recording of this and yeah like Brian Pew mentioned and coach Pew mentioned if this resonates with you and you're a parent and your son doesn't get to hear this share it with them. If you're an athlete and your dad or mom need to hear this, share it with them. Or if there's a teammate out there, share it with them because we're committed to getting this education out to as many people as possible. Um, and that's ultimately that's how the game is going to continue uh, you know, to level up um, as a whole is that um, we, we work together and we educate each other. Um, and this is all about you know, learning. There's plenty of opportunities to play college baseball. If you're on the right track development-wise, there are opportunities out there. So, awesome. Awesome. To you,
1: Jesse. Thanks, Matt. AB. I appreciate you chiming in there. Yep. You guys got it. All right. Awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have we have come to the end of our time together. Uh, we will be doing some additional spaces, uh, quite a few additional spaces throughout the month with some different themes. So make sure you follow the Sports Force account, follow us as advisors, because we retweet the schedule and, and the links to everything. Um, and we hope that you'll join us again. We hope that uh, this has been beneficial and, uh, and time well spent for you, your family, your, uh, your son. Um, and um, we will look to see you and speak with you in the future. Have a great day.
0: Thanks for being part of the realities of college recruiting podcast and our partner five tool baseball. You can easily subscribe on iTunes and check us out online at sports force baseball for every past episode of our podcast. If you want to ask questions, share insights and recommend future guests, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at SportsForce BB and Facebook under SportsForce baseball. Be sure to join us on our next episode of the Realities of College Recruiting podcast. And remember, your college decision isn't a four-year one, it's a 40-year one.